Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hi, peeps. Welcome back. I have a great, I think, episode today. <laughs> um, I went three weeks in January without watching any television. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you can hear um, stories about different things that are going on in my life. And so I wrote about that saying like I was addicted. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, I knew it. She's on drugs. She's a drinker. Something's going on. I was addicted to TV. So I did a fast. Our church was doing a fast and I thought I had just started a new healthy eating program and I really didn't want to do that and try to give up food when I'm trying to get rid of the bad narratives on food and I'm going through this program of like emotionally um, being addicted to food and, and different um, things that go through my mind with food and how I've grown up thinking about these things. And so just starting to work with a coach with that. And I didn't want to have to then eliminate a meal because I'm already not eating enough. And so, which I found out, I thought I was eating enough. I was not eating enough. So I was like, where can I, what is an idol? I think this is an important thing. If you are going to do a fast, it doesn't always have to be a food fast. I think that's like our go-to because it's very biblical that you, um, you know, fast for a day or whatever, but fasting for three weeks. Uh, one of the, the biggest ones is like, you just eat vegetables, I think, and maybe some fruit for three weeks. And a lot of people just get really sick. If you have health problems, you need to check with your doctor. Like realistically, like it sounds beautiful, but a lot of times people can't do it for various reasons. And so I just thought about it. I, I asked God to show me like, I don't want it to be a food fast. I want it to be something that's an idol in my life. And it became really clear to me as I was sitting in church, he was like, Oh, well, for the last month and a half, because of what's happened in my life with the losses I've had, TV and binge eating <laughs> became my idol. So he was saying, well, television, television is an idol for you. It's something you need to fast. It's something you need to get rid of to think of me more than clicking on a TV and numbing out. So in this episode... I'm going to talk about a program that after I went through the fast, my daughter said, there's this program on Netflix called The Trust, A Game of Greed, and I want to watch it. So it was one of the first things we um, were celebrating the weekend when I ended the fast. Uh, she goes, do you want to watch TV? And I go, well, I, I'd like to watch a program. You know, I'm not fasting forever from television. That's unrealistic, but... I have greatly learned to shut off the TV a lot uh, sooner. Um, in the mornings, I used to watch TV for about, I don't know, about a half an hour. I would watch the news and then um, various programs like Good Morning America, whatever, 
whatever, just different things. And, um, and then I was like, it's not really, they're repeating the same things. It's not really important. I don't, I can get my news anywhere now. We can get our news off our phones. Like we don't necessarily have to sit in front of a television to get all our information. And so I've learned to do that. I've learned to, um, I learned that reading books was like so great. I read some great mysteries. I read an autobiography. Like I learned to love books and use my imagination again. And so I want to continue that and maybe just shut the TV off a few times a week and just um, enjoy that quiet time being by yourself. So when we started back on television to watch this program, this program it's a reality show, of course. It caught my eye because um, it reminded me of how trust and money are two of the biggest things that when you've grown up with scarcity and a poor mindset, how you think money is going to change your life and make you better and make you happy. And so it started with 11 people in this group. And basically it was like they poured a bunch of money into this trust. And then you could either work together. And at the end of this thing, all of you could share in the trust. Or, of course, they had these little snippets of like meeting people alone and saying like, well, if you take $15,000 out of the trust and you do X, Y, Z, you get this money for yourself. You get to keep it. So it, it made people greedy or not. We're going to dive in and see like, what are the windfalls of when money is being thrown at you? Like maybe you get this huge raise, maybe the tides turn, maybe you win the lotto, maybe, you know, someone dies and leaves you a bunch of money and you have an inheritance. How do you handle that emotionally? Um, are you ready for that? And who do you trust? Do you, do you really trust people enough to not make money the idol? Or do you just use that money for all these things that are selfishly things that you want for your life and you don't share your wealth with anybody? So I just wanted to kind of dive into that because growing up, most of you know, if you've read my book, I grew up as a welfare child. We had bare minimum. I mean, we had a roof over our head. We, we got meals, but there was a lot of times like we didn't get extra clothes. Like we bought clothes maybe once a year. My mom would let us buy a couple of pieces of clothing for the new school year. Most of the time we had hand-me-downs. We didn't get steak for dinner. Like we used a lot of canned foods. Um, we did have hamburger meat, probably chicken once in a while, even chicken back then. My mom was like, eh, it's a little expensive. Like she had to scrimp and save for everything. And then eventually we had to go on welfare because she couldn't make it work with rent and everything else and just the various jobs that she was taking on. And she didn't thrive in her jobs because she was, you know, not well and always fought with everyone. And so money was such a weird thing for me. It was like having to stand in line at the time. Um, I think I've talked about this before. There was fake bills for, for welfare 
now it's like a credit card. No one even knows if you're on welfare or not. But then it was like the cashier's going, we have this person standing. I need a, a check for, you know, someone to clear this fake money kind of thing. And so then I'm humiliated as a young girl. It's like everyone's giving us the side eye. I learned early on from being in that position that money has power. And when you don't have it, you are embarrassed, you are looked down on, and you can't trust. So I'm watching this show, and there was one girl on this show called Julie. Her name was Julie, and I saw her pain and greed because she literally grew up with nothing. Like they lived in cars, like her parents were in trouble all the time. Like there was just a lot of strife in her life. And I watched her really struggle with, I'm not going to trust these 11 people. Like I'm out for myself. Like I got to get this money because then I'm going to be happier and I'm going to survive and um, get out of this scarcity mindset. Here's the problem, and I see this with a lot of um, celebrity or like rappers, like singers and things. When you come from a background that's really hard and then suddenly you get all this money thrown at you, you don't know how to handle it because no one has taught you that money is something to be, to me, money is a blessing. It's something to be used for you and for others. That is first and foremost, like it should never be used as a weapon. It shouldn't be used as this is going to solve all my problems. So coming from this poor background and then, you know, Mike and I, you know, Mike comes from a, a better family than where I came from and they're pretty comfortable. They came from money and then we worked really hard and we started getting our own money and you know, lots of things happened during our life and we started accumulating some wealth and that was really hard for me. And so I, I would overspend because I, it was like a kid in a candy store. Like, I don't have to, I can go to the store and I, I can take a list, but like I could buy whatever I want. I don't have to, there's no fake money. There's no welfare check, you know, that I have to stay at a certain limit with. I can buy whatever I want. I can go online and shop for whatever I want and because I have a credit card and, you know, at the end of the month, Mike will pay for it. And that was like some of our biggest issues is that I didn't have respect for money because I had, ne- I had never had it before. And so there is this thing with trust and greed where you get really greedy with your money and you just want to buy all the things and think that that's going to make you happy. And what I've seen over the years with people who have money and people who don't is like, even when you get the money, if you don't know how to handle it well, it creates a lot of strife. It doesn't, it makes your life more comfortable. I'm not sugarcoating this. Like money's great. Like it's great to be able to go out and go, yeah, I want that car, you know, just that, oh, we can pay cash for that. Or, you know, we can afford to get that and make the payments, whatever. That's awesome. But when you start feeling like it's all yours and it, and it's not a blessing and that you don't have to share it with other people, you kind of miss the point of like, and I think too, the churches have always had this stance of like money is evil. It says this in the Bible. It says that in the Bible. It also talks about being responsible with money, 
there are very many stories in the Bible of how wealthy men have left money with these certain people and said, I need you to use this money well. And, you know, one guy hid it because he was so scared. He had such a scarcity mentality. He's so scared that he didn't want to spend it. And the guy came back and said, like, you didn't even use this well. Like, how can I trust you with more when you don't know how to use this well? I think that's one of the better stories in the Bible about money because it's not that money is the root of all evil. It's the way we think about money that is the root of all evil. I always tell people, listen, it's great to do a sermon saying money is the root of all evil and you shouldn't love money and you shouldn't. But let's be real. Uh, someone needs to run the church <laughs> and that takes money. Someone needs to have a job and needs money. Someone needs to be the boss of something and have more money. So we need money to be able to serve others. So I, I feel like we have to have a healthier conversation around money. Money is not evil in itself. It's the use of money, how you perceive it, how you use it, how you trust others. So as we went along with this story, we watched this girl. This was great because there was a Christian man who was a farmer on this show. He was thrown curve after curve ball of like, hey, and this was a guy that was um, trying to adopt a child also. And he said, we don't have a lot of money. Like if we don't have certain money in our bank account, they may not let us adopt. Rocky was his name. It was so cute. And he was just this humble farmer guy. And he was like, time after time, they would bring him in this separate room. And they're like, hey, if you take this $25,000 and you do X, Y, Z, maybe knock somebody out, whatever, you know, you can keep this money no matter what happens. And time after time, he would push that little piece of paper back and go, I can't do that. Like, that's not, I don't think that's what God wants. You know, I think I have to do this honestly. And it was so great to watch that. And, um, he started speaking life into Julie. Julie was taking stuff <laughs> She was take. she was like, I'm going to take this money. I'm not going to tell him I took the money. I'm going to just, you know, I'm out for myself. And she started feeling like a heart tug. Like it started hurting her heart. She goes, I don't like lying to these people. Like some, these people are pretty nice people. It got down to five people. They started eliminating some people. It got down to five people. Church guy was in it. And he started speaking life into her and telling her, you know, like how you just have to be honest and you have to like let go of this narrative of like having to be greedy and lying to people. And that doesn't, in the long run, I'm going to tell you, you could have like a whole windfall of money. And we've seen this with, you know, singers and celebrities and people, you could get a whole windfall of money and the attitude you have towards using that money or how you act as a person We've watched people lose every single thing that they've had. Money makes you comfortable. Yes, it's awesome to have a comfortable, like, I love being in my house. I love that I pray every morning. I'm like, thank you, God, for a roof over my head. We are pouring down rain right now. I am grieving for the homeless right now that they're sitting in these tents and I'm like praying that all these centers are opening up so that they have a place that's dry and warm to sleep like I constantly ask God like why did you choose me to be here and they are out there like that's like what happened to their life like this is crazy like 
the idea that your life can change in an instant. But I also believe that you have control of how you want to handle things in your life, money, jobs, your respect for other people, your sharing with other people, um, your community. When you start feeling the loss of that and feeling like you can't trust anyone and you can't do anything and, and you have to control all of it. I think that's when everything falls apart. So I watched this girl, Julie, listen to this Christian farmer. And there was a point where she got offered something and she said, you know, I just, I don't feel right. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to say no to that. And she came out and she was jumping up and down and dancing. And she, and they're like, what is going on? She goes, I just feel so good that I just did something right. And I don't have to lie about it. And I don't have to be sneaky. And it was like, she started learning that you can actually get ahead without having to connive and lie and do all the things to try to like pump yourself up and make more. It's like the more is also the grace of having peace. So what she was learning is she kept talking about her traumatic background and it made so much sense to me. I'm like, I don't like what you're doing, but I totally get it. She just didn't trust anyone. And when you stop trusting, the greed comes in the I deserve more comes in because you've come from nothing. I get that, but that is never going to serve you in the world ever. It's just, ne- you're, it will serve you for a moment, but you will either have a ton of money and be completely lonely and wondering like, what was the point of that? Or you're going to make a ton of money and you're going to blow it all because you're going to take chances on things that you shouldn't take chances on and you're going to lose it all and say what happened like I watch this with people over and over because they don't respect the things that are given to them every time something really good happens I just thank God for the blessing I'm like I don't know what you want us to do with this but I thank you for the blessing and I want to be responsible with this and I want to do this the right way So I have a healthy respect for money. I am happy that I'm in a place where I can help other people when somebody reaches out and says like, hey, here's a GoFundMe because so-and-so, someone we know, like their mom died or something, you know, somebody died of cancer or something like that. Can you help with the funeral or can you help with this situation? Somebody's house burnt down, you know something like that. We're in a position where we can help. And when we can, it's not like we're going to do it every single time for every single thing, but it's like when something touches your heart and you feel that heart tug, don't ignore that. Like know that when you, and and giving out doesn't mean that you're going to get back. That's not what it's for. It's just when you feel a heart tug of like, I think I want to help because I'm feeling this really deep place that I, I really am in this position to help them in some small way. And that's what I'm going to do. And it's just been amazing to see where your money can be used for good. 
So it's not just about give me all the money so I can be happy. It's like if the windfall happens, which by the way, all five of these people ended up sharing the money and they all got a nice little amount of money. But here's the thing too. These people, they win this show and you know, some of them got like close to a hundred grand or something. I'm laughing because I'm like, you didn't get a hundred grand. You got to pay taxes. (laughs) So you probably got 50. (laughs) And if you ended up with 60,000, you probably got 30. So they were like, woohoo, we got a hundred grand. I'm like, yeah, not really. So that's the other part is they don't realize, you know, when you don't grow up in a place where you know about taxes and things like that, you're like, yeah, I got a hundred grand. I'm like, no, you got to pay uncle Sam. But it's still okay because if you had nothing, now you got 30 grand or 50 grand or whatever that is. So um, it's still good, but it's like being smart with your money. Like don't spend the whole hundred grand because you're going to owe a lot at the end of the year. Um, I think the whole point of that show was to just show them that love is something that will always be in the equation of trust and money. At the end, um, the farmer was like, we're going to get to adopt this little boy because we just needed X, Y, Z in our bank account. They wanted to see finances and stuff. Those five people were like, you're going to invite us to the adoption, right? We're going to, and then one of the guys says, we can fly there now because we have money. (laughs) And I thought that was so cute. And they all said like, we can be friends because we went through this journey together and now it's like there's a love there. And so the point of that whole show, I think, was to show people, you know, you can get really greedy where when it concerns money, you can get really selfish. But at the end of the day, the sharing of it is the thing that fills your heart the most. So I just I loved um, the end of it of watching Each one come to a place where there was a lot of mistrust. There's other characters I could talk about, but there was a lot of mistrust in on a lot of different um, areas. But at the end of the day, everyone was like, I just want to do what's right. Even if I'm a little mad that this happened over here, I just want to do what's right. I don't want to walk away with a bitterness, which I thought was really cool because they could have, they could have just taken a chunk of the money of the trust and walked away. Um, One gal did take a chunk and still got to share, but you know, it's a whole convoluted story. But I just thought that, you know, it was kind of a good analogy to show people how do people act (laughs) when you get like, here's 50 grand if you eliminate everybody else and just keep it all for yourself, what would you do? So it's something food for thought of really having a healthy respect for money, greed, trust, love, you know, just having this healthy respect for all of it and knowing like all those things work together. We are better together when we can use our money in a healthy way, knowing that it doesn't, it's not owed to us. We're owed nothing on this earth. Um, it is given to us as a gift and how are you going to use that gift? So I hope that this episode has helped you. If you are someone who has come from a traumatic background and you're like, I don't know how to handle my money. I don't know. I don't have respect for it. I'm greedy. I, I don't trust people. I would highly recommend 
seeing a therapist talking about this issue. This is a huge issue. People are misusing money on the daily because they think money is going to solve all their problems. I can tell you right now, I've grown up without money and I've been in a place where we've had money. It all causes problems if you don't have your mental health straight and right. It doesn't matter like what you make or what you have. You're still going to have people coming after you. You're still going to have um, problems. You're still going to have loss. You're still going to have uh, bills. <laughs> uh, I always joke around with my husband. He's like, when he gets ready to pay taxes, he's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, more money, more problems. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's, that's what it is. It's like, it doesn't take away your problems. So if you think money is going to solve everything, you are highly mistaken because when you have more money, you have a lot more people and things to pay. And so you have to be really, really healthy with that money that you are given. Also, there's nothing more sad than watching someone who has a lot of money and is just miserable in their life. Um, Don't be that person. And if you are that person, go find out why. Go talk about what is the issue because it's not the money. It's you. It's like something about the tie to this money and what it means to you is holding you back. That is all I have to talk about this subject. I just thought it was really interesting coming off a fast, coming off idolization, and then going into this show where trust in money, where you can idolize money, but that's really not the right idol that you should be (laughs) looking at. I just thought it was a really good conversation to have. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and next time we'll come up with some other topic that I have in this crazy head of mine, but I hope that this helped if you have grown up in a um, poor background and you have these ideas of money, really work through that before you come into a windfall or if you've recently come into a windfall really get some good advisors and um, some good therapy to understand like how to have a healthy attitude with money. It's taken me a long time to figure this out. I'm still working through this. I'm still shopping too much (laughs) and I'm uh, slowly backing away from that now, but I'm starting to understand why. And I think that's the most important thing. And so, um, I just want that for you guys too. So I will talk to you next time. Have a great day. Bye peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.